This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the weekend. It's all about sports. And it's all on Sal's mind. It's Sports Talk Saturday with Sal Capaccio on WGR Sports Radio 550. We are going to get with Paul Hamilton and talk Sabres here in just a moment. Got more things coming your way later. Got my three-dog Saturday picks again today. Two and one again last week. The one I missed was the one that I went really out on the limb on, and I, I knew, I, I'm like, yeah, I was, so, I was really confident that Cleveland would play with New England. I blew that one. I blew that. Sal, I don't know if you knew this, but they actually started a new betting show an hour early. So now there's two betting shows. Oh, maybe I could get on that one. And when Kevin emailed me and said, we've got another betting show, I automatically assumed, they're like, wow, (laughs) Sal's got another show that he's doing this early in the morning? I am eight and four. That's a solid record. I am eight and four. I started in week two this year, but I'm eight and four through the last four weeks. Yeah. And 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 look, it's. You can I can only pick underdogs. It's and not like I can pick favorites. Right. I, I'm limiting part. myself to only underdogs. That's the impressive part so far. And I mean, obviously, we're not going to give away who you're going with quite yet. But I have the feeling this is an interesting week in the NFL. There are some interesting yes, matchups. This was tough for me this week. There by the are way. plenty of underdog matchups this week. Too. There are, and uh, we're going to do that next hour while John Scott is here from uh, Time Warner Cable News. So you guys can both kind of tell me your thoughts on on my picks this uh, this week. And you know what else I'm going to do today? I need some help from our listeners. I need some help from our listeners. I'm still alive in both my survivor pool, pick one winner, and my loser pools, two of them I'm in, I'm in, pick one loser. And I'll tell you who I picked so far and who I should go with. I think the survivor pool is pretty set. I'm really struggling with the loser pool this week, though. I've already taken five teams. i got to take one to lose. I'll tell you who I've taken, and you can help me out uh, along the way. So we'll talk about that as we go on this particular Sports Talk Saturday. Sal Capaccio with, here, with you here. Uh, 803-0550, 888-550-2550. Sal Sports on Twitter and Nate Geary is producing the program. Nate will be along with you next Saturday because I will be down in Miami with the Bills or at least leaving Just there. Just rub so, it in. Yeah, Just thanks. go ahead, rub it in. I only get a night there. <clears throat> that's all. We, we only go out to dinner and hang out on the beach when we're down there for one night. That's all. You just know. yeah, just just keep rubbing it in. So uh, Nate is here when the Bills are on the road because I'm with them, and then I'm here when they're home. So you get both of us a little double shot. So thanks a lot for tuning in today. And uh, of course, the Sabers are out west this coming week. Paul Hamilton will be along in just a moment to talk about all the things that went down this past week with the team, which just makes us go, "Oh, are you kidding me?" I want to take another phone call or two before we uh, get Paul Hamilton on the line? Let's go to Willie in Amherst. Hi, Willie. You're on WGR. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I like to first thank you. Man. I'm I, you're, you do a great job of covering the bills. Thank you, Willie. I appreciate that a lot. I just want you to know that I rarely disagree with you, but, I, but I'm disagreeing with you with um, Kaepernick. Okay. I feel that the Constitution provides him the right to protest. He's doing it peacefully. What it, I, you you know? I never said anything otherwise, right? No, no, no. I, I came in. I came in late, but I think you said him sitting on. Oh, no, you didn't agree with him sitting on his knee. 
No, no, I didn't. No, no, no. Let me let me rephrase. Let me let me tell you exactly what I said because I think you're t- very much misconstruing my point. Absolutely, I am one hundred percent in favor of anyone who wants to protest peacefully in any way possible. I think Colin Kaepernick has that right. I support that right one hundred percent. But it's not for me. I wouldn't do it. I don't like that he does it, but he absolutely has that right to do it. But what I think is worse, it's worse, is the reaction he's getting for it. So I'm I'm actually defending him even more than I even thought I would because I think the reaction he's getting to it is far worse than anybody who doesn't anything that I feel that I don't like about it. Right, and I, and I well, I then I totally agree with you. I uh, take back what I said. That's all right. But what I to, to Scott. Uh, one of the previous callers, Scott, uh, I think people look more at the person and not the issue. And he's just he's just like a vehicle for the issue. So, you know, I would just ask that everybody would just you know, pay attention to the issue as opposed to taking the, paying attention to the man himself. No doubt about it. And you know what, Willie? That, that That's unfortunately true. Everything you just said is right, and I agree with you. Uh, they are paying attention to that, and it's unfortunate. It goes to either because he's... A guy, and, and I've even heard it goes as far as you know the the way he looks. Obviously, some people because of his skin color, because of the money he makes, because he plays a professional sport, whatever it is, it's because of him. I think what's going to have to what's going to have to draw attention more to the issue, Willie, is you ready for this? I think, and I want to see, is there going to be a white athlete who joins him? Because I think then, then Willie, we might get more into it's not about the person, it's about the issue. I don't know, but I'm wondering if that would change the conversation. You know what? I never thought of that show, but that's that's a great commentary on your point, on your part. Yeah, because I think that's what needs to happen for the conversation to shift from it's Colin Kaepernick to okay, what are these people talking about? But unfortunately, Willie, I don't have enough faith in the general public to actually even do that. I think most people, from what I've seen from this reaction, would simply see a white athlete doing it uh, at the same time and then start, you know, picking apart who that person is instead of the issue. All right. Well, you enjoy your day, and thanks for all that you do, and keep up the good work. Thanks, Willie. Appreciate you uh, understanding and uh, let me letting me go back and backtrack on all of that to kind of fill you in on on how I felt. I think that's really how that would change that conversation. That's going to be the interesting conversation, isn't it? The interesting conversation and the discussion that's going to make it move forward. There will be a white athlete who does this in a game. And I think when that happens, now we're going to be talking about a lot of other things and why. And we'll see how that goes. That's going to be an interesting dynamic to this whole thing. It's going to happen. I just don't know where or when. 8030550, So the Sabres had a pretty awful week last week. And obviously starting with um, Thursday. Thursday, or was it Wednesday, right? It was Wednesday, sorry. Uh, Wednesday during media day. So I'm, I'm out at One Bills Drive in the media room with a lot of other media, radio, TV, print, whatever. And suddenly, word starts filtering in that Jack Eichel was down on the ice and he was really hurt badly. And I'm telling you, things just changed at a moment's notice for all of us, too, just like you. I, mean, I I can imagine all of you had the same feeling I did when you opened up Twitter or you somehow read on online or an email or saw it on TV or whatever about Jack Eichel being hurt. You were just like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? The, 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 your heart just sinks. You get 
mad, you get angry, you get frustrated, you go through all the stages, right? And then everybody was scrambling around in the media. Some of the TV stations were like, okay, who we got to practice, who we got to send there, uh, print media, oh my God, I got to go, I got to go there, I got to cover this story. So it became a pretty big deal, and it should be a big deal, because obviously he is their best player. But aside from not having Jack Eichel, when they opened up the season Thursday against Montreal, I got to tell you, I I guess I was maybe too optimistic about this team and the talent they had. Because even with, I don't care if he was on the ice, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made. I'm sure a little bit. Boy, they just didn't look good. They didn't look good in so many ways. Passing, defending, scoring chances, goaltending. It, it was so discouraging to me. But it could also be an effect of maybe those guys having that, hey, Jack Eichel got hurt hangover type of thing. You'd hope that wouldn't happen. They're professionals. But I get it. It's a locker room. It's people. They're human beings. It's a guy they rely on. They know how good he is. So let's bring Paul Hamilton in right now, who joins us on the AT&T hotline. What can I con- uh, attribute Thursday night's game to then, Paul? Is it really a serious lack of talent on this team? Is it a depressed group that really never was energized because of what happened to Jack Eichel? Is it all of the above? What can I attribute Thursday night to? Well, you actually need to go further in, in than Jack Eichel. You look at the lineup that came out there, that lineup was worse than any lineup they iced last year at any time. Uh, because look at what you've done. You took Jack Eichel and Mark Pesic out of your lineup, and you didn't replace them. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a great point. Basically is what you did. So what didn't they have? Well, they didn't have the guy with well, the defenseman that's supposed to be playing on the number one pair, Larissa Linen. So now you have Josh George's way out of position. Josh Georges, I think, will be fine on the third pair, getting 15 minutes a game and killing penalties. But when you have him out there against the top forwards on the other team logging 20, 25 minutes, now he's out of position, way out of position. He's not at the age anymore where I think he can handle that whatsoever. So, all right, so now you don't have the guy that's supposed to be in your number one pair. You don't have Jack Eichel, who is supposed to be the guy that is that you have built around. He is your superstar that if you have taken this whole rebuild to be around. And then you went out and got the best unrestricted free agent of free agency because Stamkos never hit the market. Right. So the best guy was Oposo. You don't have him either. So now you've taken... And even with these guys, it's not like they're they're in line to be Stanley Cup champions this year. There's still work to do on this roster. There's no question about that. So now you've taken all that out of there. You have a roster that doesn't have a whole lot of depth to start with. And I think the shock of not having Eichel, too, when you know, you're thinking this is going to be a playoff year and you can challenge for the playoffs and all those neat little things, and then, I think the shock of that has it too, but I think you just need to go further. When you look at that lineup, I think you can take any one lineup from any of the 82 games last year, and the lineup they put on the ice is worse than any one of those lineups. That is an interesting commentary, and you're right, though. When you think about it, that's absolutely the case. And then they lose Evander Kane during the game, so it even gets worse than that. How do they overcome both of these injuries? And what I mean by overcome, obviously you can't replace Jack Eichel. You really can't replace Evander Kane. But 
what do you have to do to this roster? Is there a move to be made? Is it just simply let's grin and get through it as much as we can? Are there guys in Rochester? What do they do from here? What does Tim Murray do? Well, Tim Murray said when I asked him if he was, not, you know, if you're working the phones, he said no, no normal, no more than normal. Jack getting hurt didn't make it different. He said we're going to see what we have here, and and he said exactly what you said. We can't replace him either in the organization or outside the organization. We can't replace him. So, and the thing is too, you go out and get another another player to try to plug into the lineup. And then you kind of, you have to start screwing with your salary cap because you've only got about two million or so to work with, and then he comes back, and now you've goofed with your salary cap. Now you have a player maybe you don't need anymore, and all those different things. Now Kane, what's going to happen is a Poso come, you get a Poso back, and you lose Kane. Quite honestly, I think this will be proven out. I would rather have a Poso than Kane. And, I'm not saying Kane's a bad hockey player in any way, shape, or form. He goes out there and gives 100% every time. But he just does not seem to be able to put the puck in the net when he gets the opportunity. There's a lot of wasted shots, shots that, well, yeah, I suppose they could go in, and he had a couple of them that did last year, but also shots that basically make you turn the puck over and you lose puck possession because they're just goofy shots from the wall that the goaltender handles easily and steers the rebound to his defenseman. Now you no longer have possession of the puck. So I think Oposo is actually going to be a better player than Kane. But, you know, having two key forwards out of your lineup for a long period of time, six weeks minimum, let's say, on a team that doesn't have a whole lot of depth, and one of them is the superstar forward. Wow. I mean, I, I quite honestly don't see how you overcome that. Paul Hamilton joining us on the AT&T Hotline. Two things that stood out to me watching Thursday night, Paul. The efficiency that Montreal had in the Buffalo zone. I mean, they only had 24 shots. They scored four goals, though. I mean, it seemed like they were just they were getting good opportunities when they had those opportunities. And then the second thing was the Sabres just had a lot of struggle breaking out of their own zone, whether that's because of speed or continuity or whatever. But, I mean, how, how do you correct those things? Are those things to be concerned about long term? First thing they did in practice for 20, 25 minutes were passing drills. Hmm the other day, which is not normal. That is not something they normally would do. And to address the problem you're speaking of. Also, defensively, I I spoke with Josh Georges, and he wasn't even close to being the worst defenseman they had that night. Casey Nelson playing the left side didn't work. He's a right-handed shot. They were bad with the injury. They were back to four right-handed shots dressed. So they moved Casey Nelson to the left. Didn't work. He struggled mightily out there. It might have been the worst game I've seen him play. Of the very few that I've seen him play in professional hockey, but uh, he really, really struggled. He, he, Mark Pesic was the guy that actually could go over to that left side and play when they had all the right-handed shots. So that didn't work. I think they're going to have to find a different guy to go over there if Kulikov's not ready to go Sunday. And I wasn't overly encouraged with what I was hearing from Dan Bilesman, that he'll play on Sunday. So I think they're going to have to figure something else out. But when you have two or three defensemen struggling, Bogosian coughed the puck up like right off the bat, and they never really got out of their zone the first 12 minutes. They did not have a scoring chance. Mm -hmm. They had one shot, 
and basically spent the whole 12 minutes in their end. They did reverse that a little bit as the period went on, and the shots wound up being 8-6 at the end of the period instead of 8-1. So they did get some puck possession and spent some time in the offensive zone in the second half of the period. They also need better out of a guy like Tyler Ennis. And one thing that bothered me a little bit, and it wasn't Emelin on Kane. Kane slipped. Emelin did nothing. It was no fault of Emelin on that play. Dan Bilesma said the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. But Emelin did some other things in the game where he was just allowed to, basically it was like it was his arena. He could do basically whatever he wanted, untouched, unchallenged. And that, that has to change. People, teams watching that game on TV thought, well, Buffalo's another easy game. We're going to go in there. That's easy. We're not going to get hit. We're, you know, as long as we stay out of Delorier's way and stay out of Felino's way, we'll be fine. Nobody's going to touch us. It's going to be an easy night. And that has to change. And I asked Dan Bilesman yesterday about, do you need, other than Felino and Delorier, do you need to be harder to play against? And he goes, I think my definition of harder to play against is different than yours. He said part of it is the game that Foligno and Delorier play, the hitting game. But he said you need to be hard to play against with speed. He said that's how a player like Tyler Ennis is hard to play. He goes, I don't want Tyler Ennis going in there trying to hammer people. But he said he needs to use his speed and then combine it with his skill, and then he becomes very difficult to play against. And he said we need to see more of that out of Tyler Ennis. So he's already on Tyler Ennis after one game, rightfully so. That, I mean, I saw nothing out of Tyler Ennis that showed me any improvement whatsoever than what we saw from last year. So that's what he talks about when he talks about hard to play against. Part of it is the hitting, but a lot, a lot of it to him is getting more team speed, which Nick Baptiste, by the way, will be one of the fastest skaters on the ice you know he, but you can't expect a young kid just coming out of Rochester to be the savior or anything else. But what he will bring to the team is put a little speed in the lineup. Let's uh, take a phone call because uh, we got a caller, Mike, who wants a uh, to ask a question about an injury, and I want to follow up on a timeline of other guys as well. So go ahead, Mike. You're on with Paul Hamilton. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, just quick, two quick questions, I guess. Is Risto Lang? Is he in, do you think he's in game shape? And number two, is how bad is O'Reilly's back injury? It's not great. I mean, he's playing hurt, and he didn't take a draw until the second period when they were out of the power play, and they absolutely wanted puck possession off the draw. And I saw him wince when he took it. So he's not 100%. He's, he's trying to gut through it. And I, I guess I'm scratching my head that you would even consider why Ristolainen would be out of shape. He went to training camp with Team Finland, and played seven or eight high-caliber games against the best players in the world, he's in better shape than probably most of the team is. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where you're coming from. from that. uh, no, that's all right. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the phone call. I want to follow up on some timelines on other guys. I know that there's a lot out there already, Paul. People can find it, but let's just, as long as you're here and people are maybe kind of just catching up on all this injury news, let's just go through that. Uh, I'll give you a name. You tell me the timeline of what you've heard or whether or not we don't know. Jack Eichel, first and foremost. Jack Eichel, six to eight weeks. That's the timeline that Murray's using. He said, I've seen it done in four. He goes, I'm not at all anticipating that. He goes, 
the timeline I'm working with is six to eight weeks. Evander Kane. Evander Kane, they haven't given one. And cracked ribs isn't an injury that you hear all the time in hockey. Mm-hmm. So, Bilesma said weeks. I don't know if I'd want to speculate past that. I knew after the game I, I had a couple of sources tell me that they were looking at ribs and it didn't look good, and I had told Brian Koziel that on the post game. But uh, I, that, it wouldn't shock me if it's as long as Kane, let me put it that way. Dmitry Kulikov. Or, or as long as Eichel, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry, Dmitry Kulikov. It's just he's got to get comfortable. Another weird injury. I mean, it's very rare. Even when you do see the doors open, it's very rare you see somebody go in there and injure their tailbone or whatever it is that he injured back there by going in backwards to an open door at the bench. So I think right now it's his comfort level. He practiced fully when we talked to him. First of all, he was kind of iffy, and then he goes, oh, I think maybe I can give it a shot. But then you hear Dan Bilesman talk about it, and he he's kind of maybe looking down the Calgary or error Vancouver, and not necessarily look. He didn't rule him out of the Edmonton game, but uh, he just said he's still having some difficulty, and that's been over a couple of weeks now. And it he went in there hard, and you wonder maybe if he maybe chipped the tailbone or had a hairline or something like that that made it a little more serious than just a bruise, but it is something he's been struggling with. Kyle Oposo. Oposo, again, I keep saying this. It's, it's weird injury after weird injury. Usually you take a shot and get the pad and it hurts, but you're fine. He got it right where the pad ends. So it was directly on the skin, on the bone, and that, that kind of a bruise. He, again, is back to practice full speed for a couple of days now, got through it pretty well. He'll practice in Edmonton today, and it sounds like he will be back on Sunday. Am I missing anybody, Paul? I mean, is there any? We got beat writers, uh, we got people, <laughs> organists, uh, concession stand people. They all. I mean, who knows now, right? Well, O'Reilly too. I mean, he's not. I don't even think he's close to 100. percent Being yeah. quite honest with you, he was giving it his all in that game. You could tell, but I think there were things he couldn't do in that game. I. I think he probably has to be a little bit careful at getting his body into a bad spot where he's getting labeled against the wall or something like that. And all those things affect play. So another guy that, yeah, he's out there, but he's not the player that you acquired that, uh, you know, they're trying to move on with. All right, Paul, thanks a lot for uh, coming aboard. And uh, I know we look forward to your reports next week, but we also want to let everybody know that Pat Malacaro is with the team out west, so we want everybody to pay attention to his reports as well. And we'll be ta- talking with you very soon, I'm sure. Thank you very much. Yep, and I'll still be on the broadcast, but I'll just be in studio with Brian. Okay, so we'll hear from both you and Pat, and uh, we got all angles covered this week. Thanks a lot, Paul, and uh, we'll enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Take care. All right, that is Paul Hamilton on the AT&T Hotline. Follow Pat Malacaro on Twitter. He's with the Sabres out west. Paul will be part of our studio coverage uh, as he uh, stays back in Buffalo to take care of some things. So we got you covered from all angles, all right? 803-0550 is the number. When we get back, a hockey story that has gone totally under the radar over the last few days. I don't know if anybody's heard about this or seen it or heard it i got to share it with you. You want to be uplifting a little bit? You want me to give you something cool? I'll do that because I'm tired of Matthews and McDavid and Eichel and all that stuff that's going on and Cade and the injuries and the Sabres look awful. I'm going to give you a cool story from hockey. But we're going to get into Three Dogs Saturday next hour. We're going to have John Scott from uh, Time Warner Cable News. We're also going to talk Bills, so let's do that as we jump on board. And as soon as we come back, 
I got a contest for everybody. It's starting this week. You like jewelry? WGR, Sports Radio 550. We got a cool contest coming your way every Saturday. It's going to start today when we come back after this. Not sure how many of you have seen or read this story, but as Austin Matthews was scoring four goals and Connor McDavid was adding more, and Jack Eichel was riding around in a scooter, and Evander Kane was what, having his ribs busted what, up. What, what are you doing here, Sal? So sad about all this. Uh, this is this so is definitely frowny face. Hashtag sad. sad I know. Sad, hashtag sad Sal. Can I can I bring you up now? Can I bring you up? I'll try. I'll try and lighten your spirits. This is what happened. I don't know if, how many of you have heard this story. I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you now in case you haven't. Maybe you have already over the last couple of days because it happened Thursday night. The Florida Panthers. Obviously, many of you remember. Florida Marlins pitcher Jose Fernandez, or Miami Marlins, I guess now, um, pitcher Jose Fernandez, who died in a boating accident last month. And there's been a lot of tributes in sports to him, especially in baseball, obviously, and especially in Miami, obviously, and other sports. You know, the Mets did their whole thing when they played that right after that and had the jerseys. Uh, the The... the the Marlins, man, remember that the guy, the one guy, hit a home run like he had never, he hadn't hit a home run like all year or something. And then the first pitch, he bet the opposite, opposite side, way, and then he turns, turns around and hits, around a, home hits run. a home run. I mean, you can't write scripts like that, right? They all, they all wore his number sixteen. Well, you know who else did? This is another one of those you can't write a script like this stories. It's crazy. So the Florida Panthers hockey team, all of the players in pregame warmups wore number sixteen in honor of Jose Fernandez. The guy who really wears number 16 normally for the Florida Panthers is Alexander Barkov. The game went to overtime. Alexander Barkov scored the winning goal. He wears number 16 for real. He's not even one of the guys that just put it on to honor Jose Fernandez. That's kind of crazy to me. It's It's an interesting story. It's a sad story. It's also an uplifting story if you believe in things and, you know, that go beyond our power and beyond our control. I forget the young man who hit the home run, what his name was. And then you have this. What is it? D. Gordon. Thank you, D. Gordon. And then you have this that happened. I just, wow. It's been uh, been an interesting last, what, 48, 72 hours or so in the world of hockey. That was just one of the stories that I think kind of went under the radar because of the Austin Matthews four-goal night and the Connor McDavid start to the season, what happened to Jack Eichel here, what happened to Evander Kane, Sabres home opener, all that stuff. So I'm glad that uh, I could at least bring it to you, and maybe you can go look at it and see it. There's some highlights of it out there. But Barkov wears number 16, and on a night all players were wearing number 16 to honor Jose Fernandez. He, who actually wears that jersey number, scored the game-winning goal in overtime for the Florida Panthers. 8030550888552550. All right, now I'm going to really lift you up. You ready? Here we go. I told you there's a contest we're starting this week. It is the Firth Moments contest. Firth. All right? Firth Jewelers. They are up in Niagara Falls, right around the corner from the fashion outlets. 
Let me read this to you, and this is what I want you to do. This involves social media. This involves Twitter. So yeah, kind of today's the first day. We're going to do this every Saturday, but you got to get on board now. You can do it any Saturday, but here's how it works. For the Favorite Firth Moments Twitter contest, it's a Twitter contest, follow WGR Sports Radio 550 on Twitter, at WGR 550. That's our Twitter handle, at WGR 550. And tell us your favorite moment from the past week's hockey game today during the show. And then every Saturday going forward throughout hockey season. I know the first response is, what favorite moment, right? What happened? Well, you had a pass from Sam Reinhart, which was beautiful. You had a goal from Matt Molson. You know, you got to see new players on the ice. Maybe that was your moment. Or maybe something in the preseason, since we had preseason games and only one regular season, which didn't turn out so well. So that's okay, too. But whatever it is, find one. All right, just find one that you thought was your favorite moment from the hockey game this past week. You have until 2 p.m. today to tweet at us, not me, at us, at WGR550, and use the hashtag Firth Moments, F-I-R-T-H, Moments. That's all one word. Hashtag Firth Moments. Use that in your tweet. Now, every Saturday, today, and going forward, one entrant will be selected and contacted via direct message on Twitter from WGR. From all the tweets that we get, based upon the submission of the tweet, verification, and then the person we select, the sole discretion of this staff that selects the person is going to receive a $100 gift certificate to Firth Jewelers. Woohoo! That is awesome. All right, so you got it. The only way you get a direct message, by the way, is if you follow WGR. We can't direct message you unless you actually follow us. So follow WGR Sports Radio 550 at WGR 550. Use the hashtag Firth Moments in your tweet. Tweet us your favorite moment from any of the games this past week, whether it was preseason or the opener or whatever. And then upon verification, the tweet submitted, reading it over, our staff will select one winner and you will get a $100 gift certificate to Firth Jewelers. Enter as many times as you like, by the way. There will be one winner each week and no more than 28 total winners this year. Otherwise, WGR's general contest rules apply and are available by clicking our website, WGR550.com. All right, is that cool? I think that's cool. You can't win, Nate. I can't win. Wait, I can't I've win? already won because I have. A, I'm yeah, wearing my Movado watch I, from Firth right here. I don't know. When are they going to hook me? When are they going to hook the producer up? That's not happening. Like, what about like you cannot outshine me in what, any way? What about we're like, not allowed? Like a gold that, that, tooth. You are. You can't. You're not allowed to do that. What about like? Oh, like, that you can do that. Like I don't want a gold, gold tooth. tooth. <laughs> Maybe they can hook you up with that, right? <laughs> we'll ask them. Actually. Diamonds, you want a diamond tooth? They're really good with diamonds. That's I'll, what they do. I'll get a diamond tooth. I'm into that. All right, so there you go. Follow us at WGR550, hashtag Firth Moments. Got the contest every Saturday, $100 gift certificate to Firth. I'm really glad that uh, we can get that out there for him. We're going to do it every Saturday. John Rochester, what's up, man? Go ahead. Hey, Sal. Hey, we're, we're playing a guy tomorrow, this Kaepernick, who he's dangerous. Remember his first couple of years in the league, this guy, this kid's got got it all at times, and uh, he's going to be a dangerous player for us. But having said that, too, I think if he stands during the national anthem tomorrow, I think he completely redeems himself. There, by the way, that's a line out of Dumb and Dumber, one of my favorite movies of all time. But but seriously, uh, I'll give him a standing ovation. He's not standing though. That's that's totally not going to happen. So if he doesn't, then. Well, he's not going to. We know what he's going to do because he's done that and he's going to keep doing it. Well, I'm going to boo my rear end off then. Hopefully everybody else will too. Okay. Are you going to boo during the anthem? No. Okay. No. Definitely not. You should boo him because he's the, he's the opposing quarterback. Well, well, right. Well, he'll get extra boos. Okay. 
but 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 anyway, Sal, uh, I respect him. I respect his right, no doubt about that. But he's got to respect our rights to boo and not uh, uh, look kindly upon him. That's all. I, has any has he not yet in any way? Uh, I have not heard that. No. Okay, right. I, I think I think given the vitriol thrown his way on social media and elsewhere. I'm pretty sure he's he's the one that's been disrespected from a lot of more people than than him actually personally disrespecting someone to their face or through social media. Well, I haven't seen social media. You probably yeah. There's some cool. You, you, you go go on it and go read his Twitter feed. You'll see exactly what I mean. It's on both sides, believe it or. Well, I don't know what you mean by both sides. I do not hear him calling people the N word. I hear pe- I see people doing that to him though. I can tell you this: people that uh, like me that don't approve of his actions are being called deplorables. Okay, well, I, I don't know who's doing that. Well, I think I think I think the vitriol directed at him is deplorable. Yes, yeah. I don't think people who disagree with his actions because I don't like it. I don't like it. People, but 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 the vitriol and the hatred that he gets for it that is deplorable. Well, I I agree that the hatred part, yeah. Yes. But okay. I I don't hate him. I I hate his actions. Sure. Okay. That's fair. So what what will you do about it? Well, I'm going to boo. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. You have every right to do that. You can boo all you want. And, and, you know, I'm going to... You're not running up to him and screaming obscenities in his face and throwing stuff at him. I mean, you know, that's all right. Obscenities. I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah. Call him uh, a jerk, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but I'm not going to scream uh, obscenities. But, you know, I don't hate the guy. Uh, John, all right, John. I think we're talking in circles here. I, I, what else you got? Anything? I got to run. He's wrong in that one. Hey, we're going to win. We're going to shock the NFL. Sal, we're going to win about 7-1 uh, and one in the last half of the season and shock the NFL. All right. Wouldn't be shocking tomorrow, though. Thanks for the call, John. Wouldn't be shocking tomorrow if they won. They should win tomorrow. I'm going to set that up for you. We're going to talk about that when we come back because tomorrow's game for the Bills is one that they need to win and they have to win. I'm being reminded, by the way, just want to backtrack that contest. Got to remind all of you, for all the moments in your life, in your life, go forth to Firth. So every Saturday, you got to say that now. You got that? Yeah. I... For all, Repeat after me, for all the moments in your life. For all the moments in your life. Go forth to Firth. Go forth to Firth. However, <laughs> I think the disclaimer might have to be, I actually can't do that without like a diamond tooth or like a gold tooth. <laughs> or like even if it's just like a grill, like a golden grill. They're probably how, listening how going. Come, how come you get to look so good and I got to be the one with a backwards hat with all... C- Age before beauty? I don't know. They got to make me look more beautiful. You're like the young guy. You're the young stud with the hair. I'm the older guy that, that, without hair. Okay, I guess that's a totally fair trade off. So, so one, I have to look good somehow. I mean, heck, you won't even oh, say my name so, on the promos for to, for listening to the game with Murph and Kelso. I get no love. You did say it this morning. I noticed that. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk Bills and Niners here on WGR. All right, we're gonna have John Scott from Time Warner Cable News. He does sports, though, on Time Warner Cable News, so, you know, kind of a jack-of-all-trades, but he's going to crow a little bit about his Indians. He's going to be in here with me for a full hour. We're going to talk Bills, though. We're going to talk Bills with John. Uh, We're going to talk a little baseball as well, some Kaepernick talk, so just a little different perspective. I wanted to invite him in because I do some things with him on the TV side of things and wanted to get his uh, take on things on the radio side. So we'll do that in a little while. First, let's go back out to the phone lines. Hi, Katie. You're on WGR. Go ahead. Hey, um, I just kind of wanted to weigh in on the Kaepernick thing. You know, Mm -hmm. first I kind of was in the school of kind of being against what he was doing, but after talking to a bunch of my friends and people, I really come around and I actually really respect what he's doing, and I would just really like to take this minute to implore the people of Buffalo to not embarrass us on a national stage by booing during the national anthem or by 
calling him terrible names. You know, I would really take a video of us setting a bunch of things on fire and jumping on a table over that any day. So if the city could do a crowd tomorrow, that would be really excellent. Thanks, Katie. It's a good message. I appreciate you calling. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. And that's a good message. And I think it's one that uh, I think, you know, I told you guys earlier in the show that I thought Chopin the Bulldog had a great, great show last Tuesday. And this past Tuesday when Kaepernick was named the starter. And that was the tone of it. That was the message. And Mike was saying the same thing. And Bulldog, too. But, you know, it was really, I thought it was really important message to say about how we should be acting this weekend. Because, really, it is a different, it is a different day. Tomorrow's a different day. You got a different dynamic here in Buffalo than we've had. The eyes of the nation will be upon us, especially the NFL nation, but really the entire nation. This is the storyline of the week. If you don't believe me, ask some of the national people. I was listening to ESPN radio yesterday. That's what they said. It's the storyline of the week. Colin Kaepernick, his first start in Buffalo with all that's surrounding him. And look, I mean, let's be honest. You know, Buffalo's traditionally not the most progressive city. I think we are more progressive lately than we are we have been traditionally, but we're really not the most progressive of cities. We're pretty entrenched in our values in a lot of the ways we do things and a lot of the ways we think. And I know people are going to have a strong, strong sentiment of disagreement with him. Many people will, but it's how we react to that. I think that matters and how we're perceived. And that matters to me. It matters to a lot of people who live here in our community. So as LaShawn McCoy said so well, I think LaShawn McCoy said really well when he was asked about the Bills fans and how they should treat this situation he's the one that said be respectful be professional understand he has feelings he has a family and i I agree with that and you can disagree with what he's doing all you want i don't like what he does i don't like the look of it i don't ever want to teach my son to stand to kneel for an anthem or sit for it i would not do that personally but the man can do that if he wants and he has that right to do it and as much as i might not like it i respect that right and i'm not going to react with vitriolic hate towards him which i think so many people have and that's what bothers me more than anything bothers me more than anything that's going on with what he's doing the way people are reacting to what he's doing and that's kind of been my message today to this that's why i've defended him even more than i might not have normally otherwise defended him i have i would have defended his right to do it no matter what but i've gone even further to defend him and i can any way i can simply because i've seen the reaction to it and i think it's ridiculous And it's ignorant and it's uneducated. And it shows the lowest common denominator for a lot of people out there. That's what bothers me. Tomorrow's game is one the Bills have to have. The Bills are a team that I think is much better than the Niners. The point spread says that. It's up to eight or nine games, which, by the way, is interesting. The Bills in the last 16 years, during the playoff drought, they have only been a over-touchdown favorite, seven and a half points or more, favorite, Nine times. This is the 10th. They've won eight of the other games. They've covered five of them. But the only game they did not win was the 2004 finale against the Steelers. So it kind of sounds like you're not going to be picking the 49ers for your three I'm not going to pick okay. the 49ers for my three-dog so Thursday. Three-dog Saturday. that right off the bat. That's right. So John Scott will be here for my three-dog Saturday picks. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour, but he's here right now. We'll talk Bills. We'll talk Niners. We'll get into why. I say the Bills have to win this game. They should win this game. And this is what good teams do. We'll talk about that when we come back. We'll talk ALCS and much more on WGR Sports Talk Saturday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.